Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Forgiveness is hard. It's why God took on flesh in Jesus to model it for us, to tell us in a way we could understand you are forgiven. So as we take time to confess where we need to hear and receive those words of forgiveness, be sure to hear Jesus say to you, you are forgiven. Let us pray. God, we have erred and strayed like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone the things we ought to do, and we have done the things we ought not to have done. And so we ask, O Lord, that you do your work of forgiveness and holiness in us seep into those dried places in our spirits and breathe your life. 
seep into those thought distortions and help us imagine ourselves and your world as you do. Seep into our relationships and breathe new life, Lord, we need it. And as we take in your forgiveness for us, may we be generous in gifting it to each other. Hear now our silent prayer. Sometimes Jesus just went direct with the hard words. I love you. I forgive you. Let those words move into the places where you need them the most. Jesus loves you. Jesus forgives you. He forgives me too. Thanks be to God. Amen. I want to apologize to all the Clemson fans. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I was supporting one team but go Gamecocks. Our scripture reading today comes from the book of Ezekiel. I'm reading chapter 37. Listen now for God's word. The hand of the Lord came upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the middle of a valley and it was full of bones. And he led me all around them. There were very many lying in that valley and they were all very dry. And he said to me, mortal, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, you know. And then he said to me, prophesy to the bones, say to the bones, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. 
And I will lay sinews on you and and I will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's pretty great when the scripture preaches on its own. The title of today's sermon is, Can These Bones Live? I've been playing with Legos, Duplo Legos. They're the the larger ones made for my three-year-old. And I started building basic structures, you know, square base parts that fit perfectly together like a puzzle piece. And I would build the the bottom part really strong so that I could build up tall out of my imagination. And then, as my three-year-old decided that he wanted to play with his Legos, my pool became smaller (laughs) and smaller and smaller. So I just started experimenting. How few blocks could I get away with on the bottom to still build my structure up tall? A base of three on the bottom, yeah, that's pretty easy. What about two? Can I do it with just one? Sometimes these structures, they would grow tall like Jenga with holes in the middle, and sometimes like Jenga, they would come crashing to the ground. And when that happened, I would remind myself what we remind our three-year-old when his structures fall and crash to the ground, the wisdom of Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. She says, when things fall down, it's a chance to get to build them up again or to create something completely new. The context of our scripture is that the people of Israelite of Israel are in exile in Babylon. And they're asking this question, once the Legos of their national history have fallen down, can it be rebuilt? And now, some 2,600 years later, the scripture is still relevant. It's still speaking today. We are asking if God will rebuild with us. Ministry these days, it feels like building with fewer Legos. We've got fewer musicians on stage where we don't have our holy interruption, and I miss that. And we don't have coffee, and we don't have our programs or our infant room yet. All of that is coming back on the 19th. And we haven't been singing together as one body And I'll confess to you that that has done something to my soul. Not singing together has dried up a part of my spiritual being. Have y'all felt it too? It feels like dry bones. It feels like dry bones that have lost their energy and their vibrancy, their ability to feed off of one another. Over the past 18 months, 
of this pandemic, in the quiet moments of my study, I have found myself asking God, can these bones live? Can these bones live? Y'all, first it started with technology. Up in that room, I was staring at this little black glass box that doesn't blink back at me, it just stares while I preach. And I remember thinking, can these bones live? And then it was with session, which is like our board looking at our budget and scaling back to a skeletal ministry, asking, can these bones live? And then I was caring for the community and it was being on the other side of the telephone listening to one of the medical professionals in our community tell me what it's like to hold the hands of strangers in the ICU and say goodbye. Can these bones live? Now for me, it's gathering for worship without communal singing the energy that comes like voices singing in unison at a concert, all the words everybody knows. Or the collective howl that comes at a football game. It's how you know that you're a part of something bigger. It's how you know that we are spiritually alive. And without it, I ask, can these bones live? The answer may surprise us. It is a resounding yes. I think of one of the first videos we did. I think it was for Easter. We had all the kids singing Amazing Grace. And then we had Perry singing in front of some beat up old door in his parents' home, Mary, don't you weep. And don't you know that a young parent in our church called me up and said, Dawn, those three to five minute videos that come from our musicians, they are like a touch point in the chaos of our home, a touch point to Jesus. It's when I feel the most spiritually alive. And then they said, you know what? The best part, I can play it again. And I can play it again and again throughout the week anytime I need to hear a good word. It's there for me. Wow, God, these bones live. These last 18 months, they've been the season of learning and adapting and notably streamlining and, and simplifying so that we can make it for the long haul. It's like, it's like packing a backpack to go backpacking. It, you have to change your entire mindset on how you are packing. You don't pack extra clothes just in case, no. Every single thing you put in your pack, it has to be useful because you're carrying it on your back. Every single thing has to add value. And so, and so a shirt, you know, it's great if it can be used as a towel and a rope as well. Y'all, we've gotten more creative, more, more adaptable, really good at pivoting. And yet I find this prayer leaking out of me like I can't even contain it. God, can these bones live? Can this skeletal approach to worship live? Can dry bones take on flesh? Can it breathe to me, to you, 
And then I look back at this scripture and it's interesting that the mortal, the human, isn't the one asking the question. Did y'all catch that? God leads Ezekiel into the valley of dry bones. God forces Ezekiel to look at the dry bones to experience it. And then God asks Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? And Ezekiel, he might be my hero for not presuming to know the answer to that question. And he answers in the most vulnerable and faithful way, oh Lord God, you know. Oh Lord God, you know which businesses will survive. Oh Lord God, you know who's gonna come to church on a Sunday and who's gonna fill their Sunday mornings in a different way. Oh Lord God, you know whose marriage is going to survive. Oh Lord God, you know. And then what happens next in our scripture, it's like a fairy tale. The Lord tells Ezekiel to start prophesying to the bones, tell the bones about the hope for their future and they start moving. They start drawing together, rattling together and these sinews appear like glue and connect them and then flesh covers them and they live. And God doesn't separate some bones from others before he causes them to start living. No, all the bones rattle together with new life. All the bones connect atom to atom, hand to hand, and they move as one body, one body again. Y'all, how amazing is it that God causes new life? How amazing is it that the resurrection is happening right here in the Old Testament? How amazing that God is making us, you and me, new. Think about the similarities between Ezekiel going through this valley of dry bones and the women that go to the tomb on Easter morning. They, they go, they are led by the Lord, they experience the eerie, dry bones, the emptiness, and then it is there that God is doing something new. God raising new life from death, from skeletal bones to vibrant community. Right here in Ezekiel, God makes us new. And I speak these words to you today, not as some hopeful wish for our community, but because I have lived them. For the last three months, I haven't been guiding you as your spiritual leader, not in an office or on stage anyhow. My focus has been on bringing a new baby into this world, sweet baby Stella. And you guys have helped me do that. You have prayed for me. You have brought me meals and gifts and chocolate. And I've got to say from the deepest place within me, thank you. Thank you and I love you. You have seen me, you have carried me, you have prayed for me, and my family has been buoyed in God's grace through you. And the fact is, I'm not the same Dawn that I was three months ago. Thank God. 
I'm not the same Dawn I was three months ago. I have been changed by the experience of having a daughter. And, and I have been changed by the experience of stepping out of this grind of ministry to see how God's spirit is at work in my absence. And I have felt the breath of God seep into the dry places of my spirit and draw me near to you again with new life in me, new energy to build whatever Legos are offered to us. I'm not the same Dawn that I was three months ago and I'm certainly not the same Dawn I was 18 months ago and that is good news because it means that you are not the same either. God is making us new. So let me ask you, what are the dry bones in your life? Dry bones, you know, that you've looked at and looked over again and again. What are those dry bones that you've felt the temptation to dig up and bury deeper into the ground or throw into a a trash bag and send it away so you don't have to look at it anymore? Are there some relational dry bones? Those dry bones that we try our best to avoid or to escape, that we wanna stay on the surface so we don't have to experience the pain that those dry bones represent. I wonder if it's those dry bones that are about to come to life. I know a father and son whose relationship is stuck. Like there's no emotional exchange between them. They've both built up walls. Isn't it just like God to show up in that place and breathe new life? The place you least expect it, the place where you have given up, you have no hope. What if God is about to do something new right there? And what if, what if God is asking you to be the one that takes the first step to simply look at that person differently? To ask a question or to take that fishing trip or, this is my favorite, to hold our tongue. What if it takes us believing that dry bones can live? Maybe for you, it's at your work. Maybe you've been a rut in a rut and you've been so weary of just juggling all the stress for so long, you can't take it anymore. What if those dry bones God is about to bring to life? Can you see it? Can you speak to it? I wonder what would happen in our city in Columbia, South Carolina, if we started to look at the spaces and the people that we had given up on with new eyes? What if we started looking at our city with God's eyes for new life? Could those dry bones live? This is what God is teaching us in the Israelites, y'all. They ask if they can sing God's praises in a foreign land when going back is not an option. And they sing, y'all. Can we sing? It's in those very places, in those very people that we have given up on, that is where God is breathing new 
life? Can we put on flesh? Can we be God's body? Downtown Church is being sent out to incarnate this word for the people. We have eyes to see in our community what is broken and what is stale and what is dry. And we put the flesh on those dry bones in our offices, in our homes, in our city. And it doesn't have to be some grand dramatic gesture. It just has to be hopeful. God will surprise you. What if God is asking us right now, Gloria, Tim, Rebecca, can those dry bones live? What do y'all think? Can those dry bones live? God believes it. Ezekiel believes it. Can we? Jump before you fall again Before you lose it all again 
trouble's always gonna be there Don't let it bring you to your knees Look up Sometimes your life feels like A broken roller coaster A thousand useless moving parts Look up, do you see the sunlight? Look up, there's flowers in your head. Hold on, cause somebody loves you. You know trouble's always gonna be there. Don't let it bring you to your knees. Look up, trouble's always gonna be don't let it bring you to your knees, look up Don't let it bring you to your knees, look up Pray with me. God of dry bones, God of resurrection, our God. You already know the dry bones in our life. You can name the relationships that are stuck, the dreams that have been shelved, the loneliness of being the only one going through what we are going through. Oh, Lord God, you know. Be patient with us as we try this week to look at each other with different eyes. Nudge us to look directly at the dry bones, to feel the emptiness and the hollowness, the dried out feeling, and then push us to prophesy, to believe that they can come to life. Can these bones live? Oh, Lord God, you know. Surprise us in the work you do in us. Surprise us with the gift of flesh coming on bones. Surprise us, oh God, May we be swept away by the gift you just keep on giving, the gift of new life, the gift of being changed, the gift of resurrection. And hear us now as we pray together the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Over the next few weeks, we will be putting flesh on bones. We will become the love of God to bring those dry bones to life. In two weeks, we will have programs and we will sing together. But as a step today, I'm going to invite you all to stand for the final hymn and for the benediction.
Hallelujah. God is making us new. May we build with whatever Legos are given to us. And as we go from this time of worship together, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen.